recognition of that, and all just one of the to be some sermons in light of that. So I want to look at John, the 11th chapter of John, beginning uh, with verse 38. It's John, 11th chapter, which you probably would stand for reading God's word. John, the 11th chapter. Jesus once more deeply moved came to the tomb. Uh, was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. The Lord said, Martha, the sister of the dead man, by the time there, by this time there's a bad odor, for he has been there four days. And Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? And I could just preach verse 40 right here. If you believe, you will see the glory of God. So they took away the stone, and Jesus looked up, looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Do that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. He said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped in strips of leather and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Amen. Lord, have a blessing to the reader and ears of this written word. Due to the limitations of time, we did not need the entire section as it relates to Lazarus. Uh, resurrection, but I think that there are some key components of this story that's significant as I preach this, and that even verse 11, where uh, it states that after it said this, he went on to tell them, Jesus, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him up. It's amazing how we can have a different ideal perception of certain realities in life that's quite different than God. What we will deem one thing, God looks at it and deems another thing. That happens quite frequently. And oftentimes what you declare as over, God declares as the beginning. I wish I had a witness in there right now. But what you deem as something that has completely come to an end, God can turn around and see it quite drastically different. So it's amazing how what God, what we see, that's why the Bible says actually our thoughts are not his thoughts and our ways are not his ways. Amen. You know, I'm glad of that. And so I'm always trying to understand that no matter how I feel, the question really becomes, God, how do you feel? No matter what I'm going through, it's always understanding, attempting to understand how God looks at it rather than how I look at it. <laughs> because God can do the impossible, and I understand that. I never want to lose sight of the fact that my God can do miraculous things that God is still in the miracle yes. 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 
that my circumstances can change in this instant because of who God is. And because I believe and as a believer that I never want to stop believing in what God can do. We just got through singing the song that he's able. <laughs> question is, do you really believe and live your life like he's able? Do you truly walk around as I opened up this morning as more than a conqueror? And if so, then life shouldn't be conquering you. You ought to be conquering life. Because that's what the Bible has already declared over your life. How do you know that the word is solid and true? As a matter of fact, the Bible declares that when everything else ends, the word will remain. And so if the word says that I'm more than a conqueror, I should stand on the fact that I'm more than a conqueror. I didn't come to preach that, but somebody needed to hear that. So I want to put a tag on this. I really came to preach losing a lot, but not losing at all. <laughs> losing a lot, but not losing at all. Are y'all with me this morning? Y'all have a little dry this morning. Don't get dry. <laughs> Present here, do we need to do a spiritual roll call at this place? I know you physically here, but I'm wondering is your spirit here? And you know that on every every day God does a spiritual moment. Are you present? Losing a lot, but not losing at all. Black History Month, as I've talked about, this is the beginning of Black History Month. Y'all forgive me, I'm sucking on cough drop here. Trying to keep my throat a little moist, uh, so forgive me. But um, Black History Month was founded and started by Carter G. Woodson. Carter G. Woodson. Uh, Woodson contended that the teaching of Black history was essential to ensure the physical and intellectual survival of the race within the broader society. Uh, Here's what he says. Uh, Carter G. Woodson says, if a race has no history, it has no worthwhile tradition. It becomes negligible, a negligible factor in the thought of the world. And it stands in danger of being exterminated. American Indian left no continuous record. He did not appreciate the value of tradition. And where is he today? Yes. Hebrew keenly appreciated the value of tradition yes. as it is attested by the Bible itself. In spite of worldwide persecution, therefore, he is a great factor in our civilization. These are the words of Carter G. Woodson. See, for Carter G. Woodson, there was something worth preserving. Yes. And no matter how much we had lost, for Carter G. Woodson, 
he was stating that we should not reach a point to where we look where it appears that we've lost it all. So America had stripped people of color of many things. But what Carter G. Woodson was saying that but there was still a lot worth preserving and holding on to. We've lost a lot, but we had not lost it all. Let me say that again. Don't have to lose everything in the process of losing a lot. Life can get tough, but don't let it rob you, watch this, of yourself. In other words, watch this, I need somebody to get this in their spirit. When you lose a lot, be careful and make sure you don't lose yourself and losing a lot. See, that right that alone, that one point alone right now, see, somebody needs to understand that, that don't lose who you are in the process of losing a lot. Real sense, no matter how much we lose, we should never see ourselves losing it all. The Bible says that a people will perish without a vision. In other words, we must see something in order to accomplish something. You've got to see something. Oftentimes, you need to be able to see something within yourself in order to accomplish something outside of yourself. So no matter how much loss we sustain, we still must realize, we have to realize that we don't lose at all in the process of losing a lot. I believe our history plays a significant role in what we see. No matter how bad the past has been, allow me to simply submit to you that it's still a platform for your future. Even the bad can be a springboard to success. Uh, If you're honest with yourself, some of the worst things you've been through have led to some of the best things that you've experienced. Somebody yes. ought to get a witness to yes. somebody there. Yes. If it hadn't been for some of the bad things in your past, you wouldn't be where you are at that door that wouldn't have opened up had it not been for some of the struggles that you had in your life. So some of the worst things have led to some of the best things in life. You've lost a lot, but you didn't, what, lose it all. (laughs) Jeremiah 6 and 16 says, stand at the crossroads, look, ask for the ancient paths, ask for the good way and walk in it. The ancient paths can have a direct impact on our future paths. Sometimes you have to know where you've been in order to know where you're going. (laughs) Sometimes it's the history of the past that really begins to shape the future that's unfolding for us. It is the examination of the past that can be revelatory. It is often our history that becomes a conduit to our future. Know that we are a strong people. We've come through wars. We've 
come through yes. inhumane treatment, yes. but we are still yes. here. Yes. God has yes. the power to take, watch this, our past broken experiences yes. and still create a bridge into our future. Yes. God can still take the broken aspects of your life, shape yes. it, mold yes. it, and turn it into yes. something that you would never thought could be accomplished. God will take your pain and create a pathway to purpose. And he'll take your remaining leftovers and resurrect something out of nothing. God can resurrect anything. Yes, he can. I need somebody to understand that, that you may lose a lot, but as long as there's resurrection power in your life, please understand that you never lose at all. Because God can take what remains and still resurrect anything in your life. So that's what we see in this text. Allow me to say we must, first let me say this, we must be believers of resurrection. I mean, I know you believe in the resurrection, the resurrection of Jesus, but here's what I'm preaching about. Do you believe in resurrection power? Yes. Yes. It's one thing to believe yes. in the resurrection of Jesus. It's another thing to believe that he can resurrect anything in your life. Yes. 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 Now so when, when he got up from the from, 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 from the grave, the Bible says that he got up with all power. Yes. That power was dispersed. Yes. See, I, I'm just asking this morning, are you accessing the power of resurrection? Yes. Yes. See, when you believe in the power of resurrection, yes. that even when something looks like it's dead, you yes. know it's still, it yes. can still be. Yes. Do you believe in resurrection power? Yes. You're down to your last friend. Do you believe in resurrection power? Yes. When everybody else has turned their back on you, do you still believe that God can resurrect everything around you? Yeah. Be down to your last dime, do you still believe in resurrection power? Yeah. Diagnosis is not what you want to hear. Do you still believe yeah. in resurrection yeah. power? When the political system yes. that we live and operate under in this country is poisonous, yes. do you still believe yes. in resurrection power? Yes. That God can take and change it. Matter of fact, do you believe even with Trump in the office that you still can be elevated and accomplish things regardless of who's in the White House? Don't dictate, my, doesn't dictate my outcome. Right. Oh, man, I wish I had some witnesses. Right. Do I have any overcomers in here? Do you understand that past history? Do you know my, how many worse presidents that have come through our history, but yet we were still elevated, we were still, we still accomplished things, we still advanced? Because it's never been about who was in the White House for black folk. 
It's always who is sitting up high, but looking down low. It's always been about God. We have to believe in the power of resurrection. God can intervene and that God has the power to do the miraculous even in the midst of the messy. That becomes the most essential thing to us. Do you believe in life when things appear to be lifeless? When you lost a lot, can you see you have not lost this is what we encounter in today's text. Lazarus has been buried, and now the folks are mourning. Mary and Martha are distraught. Even Jesus cries because of their pain. He is deeply moved, according to Scripture. Lazarus seems to have been a popular man, man of influence. Lazarus was no ordinary man. He was a polarizing figure. A lot of folk don't quite understand that, but we look at how this has affected the entire community. Lazarus was somebody. Yes. Touched folk in a special way. You know, so, so, so when Jesus looks at the scene, I believe he sees something more than just Lazarus being buried. Yes. Jesus comes on the scene and he looks, he sees everyone's mourning, the whole community is struck. And so in a real sense, he, he, he feels the pain. And so in some ways, Jesus' raising of Lazarus wasn't really just about Lazarus. It was also about those that were around Lazarus. Jesus needed to resurrect them as much yes. as he needed to resurrect Lazarus. God will come on the scene and bring and do the impossible. It's amazing how God will come on the scene and do the things that we wouldn't expect him to do. He comes on the scene and he resurrects Lazarus and in the process, he's resurrecting this entire community. You may think it's too late, but nothing is too late with God. Amen. As a matter of fact, we're told that uh, he had been there, Lazarus had been buried four days, and they tell him, you know, in a real sense, it's too late, it's too late, it's too late. Just stop by to tell somebody nothing is too late with God. Amen. Nothing is impossible with God. Amen. God can do anything. We can lose a lot, but God will never, but with God, we will never lose it all. Amen. Got a question this morning. That's simply, what have you buried that's not dead? What have you buried that's not there? 
What are you talking about, preacher? Remember, I said in the opening verse in verse 11, Jesus said that Lazarus was asleep. Yeah. God, I wish I had some. But as we read the story, the people decide that they buried Lazarus because he's what? Dead and gone. So I'm just asking somebody, what have you put in the cemetery that doesn't belong there? What have you buried in your life that's not dead? What, what sleep right now <laughs> that you have dug a six-foot hole and put underneath, but it's only sleep? What dreams have you taken, put down in a deep, dark hole because you've declared it dead, but God has only said that it was sleep? What have you buried that's not dead? Your career ain't dead. Somebody needs to get that this morning. It might be sleep. <laughs> but it ain't dead. <laughs> Your dreams are not dead. They might be sleep. But they're not dead. Your opportunities aren't dead. They just sleep. We have to wake up when it's sleep in our lives. There's some things right now. There are some things that God wants to do in your life. But you know what? You've taken some things and you've buried them and declared them dead. But God is saying, no, 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 no. It's just sleep and sleep and sleep and sleep. I need you to wake up some things. Losing a lot. But not losing it all. <laughs> Don't you lose what you ain't supposed to lose <laughs> because you declared something dead in your life. It's not dead. Look at somebody and say, That's, It's not dead. It's not dead. You've got some hopes that are not dead. You've got some dreams. You've got some aspirations. They're not dead. Just because, watch this. Just because it hasn't come to fruition according to your time doesn't mean that it's dead. Just because it didn't happen when you were 30 doesn't mean that it can't happen when you were 80. Oh, I wish I had witnesses in the house. Uh, Sarah had a baby when? <laughs> Don't you declare something dead that God has said is sleep. Push, yell, do everything, you know, and 
literally some of y'all got a beating just to get up in the morning. You got a beating. I was talking the other night about beatings, you know, because you know, we, 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 we don't beat. True, I got a conversation with your friends about how spankings used to occur. And we got on, y'all remember the extension cover? Yes. I know y'all look crazy now, but I'm gonna tell you, Mama hit you with an extension card back in the day. I know that's abuse today, but I'm telling you, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. They grab anything, the closest thing around them. And if you were smart in your rooms, you smart like me. You ain't keep nothing in proximity of the bed in those areas. Y'all know some of y'all know. See, when you know spankings, you know don't keep nothing around that mama can grab that you know is just gonna hurt you real bad. You know. So, so, but, but, but mama, she wake you up if you don't want to get up. Mama, you, she yelled, beat, did whatever. Sometimes in life, there are some blessings that God has for you that they don't get up easy. God, I wish I had somebody. Sometimes you got to yell, scream, shout to wake you up.
has given me the power to push those things. Uh, you need to push your way to success. Look, there are some places that you've been too long. Mm -hmm. God is ready to bring you to the next level in your life. But he needs you to what? Push. God's ready to do a new thing in your life. But he needs you to what? If it ain't breathing, if it ain't going nowhere, 
if it ain't trying to do nothing, if it ain't trying to accomplish nothing, y'all know, y'all understand what I'm preaching about right now, huh? Walk away. If it's just always bringing you down, walk away. We serve a God of life. Matter of fact, he even said in this word, even when, watch this, even when something dies, it's all about gain with me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, walk away in order to wake up something else in your life. Sometimes you got to walk away from places that represent death. <laughs> in your life that you keep walking around that only represent death and destruction. Walk away. Walk away. Look at somebody and say, walk away. Thirdly, thirdly, finally. First, you have to push your way. Secondly, you have to walk away. And thirdly, You've got to change your ways. Ooh, uh, Ooh. You got to change your ways. <laughs> Jesus tells him, look, look, look. I'm just, I'm, I'm just preaching what's in the text. That's all. I'm just giving you what's in the text. Jesus tells them, take the grave clothes off. <laughs> and let them go. Can I, can I get real, just, just real quick? I'm yes. just getting straight to the point. All right, come on. What are you wearing oh. that don't belong to you? Oh. Ooh, right. Stop, Pastor. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, Pastor? <clears throat> Those weren't Lazarus' clothes. Those were clothes that somebody else put on Lazarus. God, I wish I had somebody. Somebody else placed on Lazarus. <laughs> so, so what are you wearing that don't belong to you? Ooh. Have you let that brother scar you so much that you still wearing his? You can still watch this. Watch this. You can still smell his cologne. You still can smell her perfume. And you have you attached yourself so much to that brother, that sister, that you still wearing the attitude that they left behind, and now you just said, I'm gonna treat everybody this way because you still wearing him or her. Now, what what are you are you still wearing your last boss who got on your last nerve, who got you fired? Are you still wearing certain things? You, Jesus says what changed Lazarus so that you can free him and let him go. That's what's spoken here today. You need to be free. You've lost a lot, but you don't have to lose it all. But you need to take off some of the old things that keeps holding you back. You need to change your clothes. They weren't your clothes anyway. They don't belong to you anyway. Somebody else placed them on you. And now it's time for you to what? Change yourself. You need a new change of clothes. You got to put on some new clothes. 
Watch, watch this. Because what you're wearing don't represent where you're going. Watch this, watch this. The Bible says that Jesus did this because of glory. And so these were not glory clothes. So Jesus had to take off the grave clothes so Lazarus could wear some glory clothes. You've got to ask yourself right now, am I wearing any grave clothes right now? Or am I wearing my glory? Watch this. Because grave clothes don't mix with glory clothes. You can't wear grave clothes and glory clothes at the same time. Some of y'all, you need to go home and do a strip search. You need to strip yourself right now. Matter of fact, you just need to walk through your spiritual closet right now and begin to what? I need to get rid of this. This needs to be. Watch this. And I'm not talking about just get rid of it. That needs to be burned. Uh, that needs to be burned. That, watch this, watch this. That's been a noose around my neck for years. And now it's time for me to be set free. Because this thing has been killing me, choking me all these years. I've lost a lot, but I'm understanding I don't have to lose it all. Take it off. Take it off, take it off, take it off, take it off, take it off. Losing a lot, but not losing at all. What's in your closet right now that you need to get rid of? What doesn't belong to you? What have you picked up through the years through somebody else's treatment of you and attitude of you? It's time to free yourself. It's time for you to be what let go. <laughs> What's holding you back? What's restricting you from the things that God has for you? It's time for you to reach his glory, walk in his glory, and get to the next level of his glory. What's holding you back? Losing a lot, but not losing at all. Those of the church are open. Yeah. I wanted to, but I was too hot to do this, y'all. Illustration. I'm gonna put on two sets of clothes, but I was like, it's too hot. I'm gonna put two sets. I don't know, down, have some pants under here. I know I'm gonna freak y'all out. I'm gonna start stripping all the way around. But the brother been too sick to be doing all of that right now. Couldn't be one minute. I looked at the chip test. I oh, it's 70 degrees today. I was like, nah, if it was 30 out, I would have done it. But I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing that today. <laughs> you get the point without me doing all of that. <laughs> you don't have to lose it all. But there are some things that are hindering us. God needs to, there's some places, there's some things that you're wearing, there's some places that you're living in, you're operating, there's some things that you're wearing that don't belong to you. You don't belong in a grave. Let me say that again, you don't belong in a grave. 
watch this. When we die, we don't stay in the grave. That's not your resting place. That's not your final destination. That's not your home. So while you're living, don't you live in a grave. God, I wish I don't know who I'm preaching to right now. I don't know who I'm speaking to. But don't live your life in a grave. Stop running around thinking about what you can't do. And start realizing that you serve a God who can do all things. My name is Nicholas Wurst. I'm the executive minister here at One Fellowship Church in Waco, Texas. I just want to say thank you for listening. You can learn more about our church online at onefellowshipumc.org. And you can like us on Facebook to stay up to date with all of the latest events in our community. Please feel free to share this message and others online so that more people can learn about what God is doing here at One Fellowship.
Thank you, and God bless. Bye.